0: Do you have a home, church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family to and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Pikeville Apostolic Church, where you'll find love and encouragement from the pulpit to the pew. You'll be inspired and encouraged by the atmosphere of praise and worship as our praise team ushers you into the presence of the Lord. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Pikeville Apostolic Church. Get ready for another powerful study in the word as Pikeville Apostolic Church airs their midweek Bible study on their Facebook page located at Pikeville Apostolic. You can join us every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. and join us for in-person services on Sundays at 2 p.m. The church is located at 4754 Raccoon Road, Raccoon, Kentucky. If you don't have a home church, come on out and make Pikeville Apostolic Church your home church. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word.
1: Because of who you are I give you glory Because of who you are I'll give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are, I'll give you glory. Because of who you are, I'll give you praise. Because of who you are I will lift my voice and say Lord, I worship you Because of who you are Yes, I worship you Because of who you are
2: Well, welcome to the midweek Bible study tonight. Hope you've had a great day. Hope uh, everything's went well for you today at work and all of you are ready for a little bit of Bible study, a little bit of praise and worship, because after all, you know, we might be online, but we can have some church and feel the presence of the Lord. Just a few announcements to make as we, uh, get ready to jump into our teaching session tonight. We want to remind everyone that there's been a cancellation in, uh, one of the meetings that was planned. And, uh, that was the, uh, rally that was going to be in March with brother Aaron Bounds. And so they, uh, had to cancel out all of that. So, um, uh, That will not be happening. But this Thursday, uh, we still will be having the Section 3 conference. That's this Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. at Raceland, Kentucky. So keep that in mind. I just thought that it was, um, you know, something that we needed to mention. Also on our prayer list, uh, we want to remember to always pray for all of those on our prayer list. And uh, we want to remember... The uh, ones that's just been added here recently. So uh, let's remember my oldest brother, James McKinney Jr., and Shannon Pruitt, Jesse Quillen, Natalie Day. Uh, Let's remember Chris Barker, Norman Webb, Marvin Owsley, Sean Davis, Natasha Day, Harold Bryant, Princey Bryant, and Dean Bowman. Let's remember all of these, and if you have a prayer request you'd like to make known uh, just by uh, putting it in the chat room, putting it in the comment section, uh, we will try to pick those up and put those on the list as uh, we get those. So uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer, and let's just ask the Lord to move in a mighty miraculous way as we uh, ask the Lord to bless what we do today, that he will get honor from it, and let's pray together. Lord, we come before your presence, and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. You're so good to us, Lord, that you have blessed us through this week, and we're able to gather here tonight to not only study your word, but to give you praise and honor and glory. Although we're online, Lord, I pray that you would help us all understand that we can still give you our best, the best of our praise, the best of our worship. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one on our prayer list. You know their situations, their circumstances, what they're going through, what they're up against, those that need salvation, those that need restored, those that need delivered. Lord, I just pray that you would just show your power, bring revival to Piteful Apostolic Church, and let us experience growth and Let us do something that will bring honor unto you in everything we say and do. Lord, bless the broadcast tonight and bless the study tonight that we may all gather together to worship you in spirit and in truth. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and pray. Hallelujah and amen.
1: Oh, because of who you are, I'll give you glory. Let's do that right now. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I will lift my voice and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. Oh, yeah. Lord, I worship you because of who you are.
2: Oh, I love that song. And uh, I do worship him because of who he is, not because of what he does. Um, you know, a lot of people says, well, if he would do this for me, I would serve him. You're trying to make a bargain with God when you do that. And, uh, God is not one that we make bargains with and, uh, we got to serve him regardless simply because of who he is. Well, um, we got the keyboard ordered and it should be in, uh, Thursday, And uh, hopefully if it comes in Thursday or Thursday evening, I can get over Friday and install it and have everything ready to where you just have to turn it on and and, uh, start playing. Uh, It is a Yamaha uh, Mod X Plus 8, uh, which is a full-size 88-key keyboard. It's got uh, organ sounds. It's got all sorts of other sounds. And uh, it it is top of the line. So I want you to know that uh, we didn't scrimp and, and just uh, replace something with something to make do. We got you something that is top of the line. And so uh, you can look it up on YouTube and start looking at YouTube, uh, YouTube videos, uh, Sister Belinda, if you wanted to, and kind of get a little idea of what it is, what it does, and all of that. And, uh, so it's called the Yamaha M O D X plus eight. So just keep that in mind and go check it out. Not right now, but go check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Look at some uh, videos cause they got tons of videos out there to show what it does. If you go to sweetwater.com, uh, that's just sweetwater.com. That's where we ordered it from. Uh, you can actually, uh, find a video on there that uh, a guy's playing it, showing it and all of that. So uh, you can find all sorts of videos on it. It's got, it's got so many different sounds. It's got organ, it's got piano, it's got uh, old timey piano. It's got uh, the modern music of the synthesizers and all that in it. So it is, it is a good, good keyboard. In fact, it is the model above the keyboard that we have at cac so uh the next one that we buy at cac will be like this one so uh we at pie for apple Stolic got it first but don't tell nobody Shh, quiet well we're glad that uh everybody's here tonight um we uh have been uh studying today and and asking uh, the Lord to guide us in everything we say and do. We had a great um, uh, you know, Bible study this morning on CAC Daily ICAST. We're studying in Revelation, and now we're having a great Bible study tonight, and it's in the Let Us series that we started last time that we took care of it. So this will be part number two of the Let Us series. Not let us like you grow in a, and put in a salad, but let us. And uh, you'll find that there's a lot of scriptures that we talk about that just starts with let us. Um, they seem to be something that I needed to say, and, and I'm, uh, I'm forgetting. Oh, in the morning. In the morning, uh, I know that most of y'all work, so you're not going to be able to do this at work, but we will be having our interview with uh, Brother uh, Gene Easterling, the Section 3 Presbyter, and we'll be doing that tomorrow, so you can catch it on the archives. It'll be on Pipeful Apostolic Church Facebook page archives, so you'll be able to watch it uh, when you get home, and I always like to interview. The Bible says, know them that labor among you. So how better to get to know people than to talk to people? And that's what uh, our world is kind of lacking today. Our world is kind of lacking this, um, uh, you know, fellowship and, uh, and just uh, relationship and talking to one another. We're so used to texting uh, that uh, many times when we got something to say to someone, we text them now. I know that I do texting uh, quite a bit because it's just quicker for me to throw a text out there and and uh, send it out to whoever rather than dial individual people and talk to them and things like that. But um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get in the habit of just uh, getting to a place where I, all I do is text. I want to talk to people, and that's kind of what we all need to do, and that's how you win people to the Lord you just strike up a conversation with them, talk to them, tell them a little bit about yourself. And uh, when they start inquiring some stuff, you can just say, well, I go to church at four, uh, 4754 Raccoon Road, Raccoon, Kentucky, uh, Pipeful Apostolic Church. Uh, come on up and, and come to church with me. And you just never know what little conversations like that uh, open up doors for people to come and visit Pipeful Apostolic Church. And uh, we want revival to break out. We want to grow. We want to see uh, the building finished, and we want to see it packed out, and we want to see us have to either build bigger or go out in town and buy the, the East Kentucky Expo Center. Now, a lot of people might laugh, but you know what? Joel Osteen bought a big facility, so why can't we that serve the Lord Apostolic people have a big facility. Well, you just never know, right? Think big. I remember Pipeful Medical Center had a sign up uh, that when we was uh, just starting the church at Phelps, uh, it said, dream big, things happen. And so that's what we started doing. We started dreaming big. We started uh, just telling the Lord what we wanted to do. Uh, we we started looking for uh, buildings. We started looking for land. We started looking for other stuff. And the Lord just started opening up doors one right after another. So Pipeful Apostolic, let's dream big. We never know what's going to happen. We're liable to be out in the midst of uh, in in Pipeful, right in the middle of it all. They might be Cedar Creek, not <laughs> decide, but dream big. Things happen. Uh, because we serve a big God. Well, I want to get off of that just for a moment. That, uh, uh, in this series that we are studying, I really believe that we are uh, in a place where we can, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, learn a little bit about uh, what "us" means. Um, there was a um, there was a uh, program that was just simply called uh, "This Is Us." And you know, uh, when we uh, think about the church, we have to think in the terms of us, not I or them or we and them, but us, because it is a combined um, uh, body, if you will. We're one body with many members, so it is us. So maybe we just have to preach sometime. This is us. But uh, we want to go to Hebrews in opening up tonight. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me as we go to the book of Hebrews. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to start at verse number 14. Many of us have read this many times. We have uh, understood it and uh Maybe even heard it preached many times, but I want to teach on this because in the uh, latter part and the first part of 16 is where we're going to stop. So in the first part, it just says, let us, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Now, starting with verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Notice what it says. Let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in the time of need. That's a lot to take in. Let us, let us, we got to boldly come to the throne of grace. Let us always understand, let us see that all these things that that we're looking for, we got to hold on to what we've got, hold on to what we've received. The world's changing. Churches are changing, but we have to hold on to the word of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. As we study today, this is going to be the Let Us series, part number two. Let us hold fast our profession, and let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace. Lord, we come before your presence. We come before your presence today, Lord, because we understand that we need you. We need you more than our next breath. We need you more than anything. We understand that if we will give our life to you, serve you wholeheartedly, that we will be able to go forth in this world as lights that you want us to be, shining in a dark and perverse generation. Lord, I pray that you would help us to always understand it's about you, but it's also about us, your people help us Lord, that we will always be considerate, love and encourage one another for it's all in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Well, um, You know, when we start looking at this uh, set of verses, verse number 14, I'll just back up and I'll put it on the split screen so you can kind of go along with us. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. How many knows that Jesus is our high priest? Now, what is a high priest? Well, the high priest was the one that did all the sacrificing uh, people would bring their lamb or their sacrifice to uh, the high priest and the high priest would go into, uh, you know, first of all, the priest, and they would be sometimes several priests that would prepare the sacrifice and all of that. And it would be offered upon an altar. And then the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies once a year, and he would make atonement for the sins of the people. So we have a high priest. His name is Jesus. It is through the shedding of his blood that we have had an atonement or forgiveness of sins. So I want to always uh, look at that and know that we have a high priest. He's passed into the heavens, which is the holiest of all. You know, when you start talking about the tabernacle, and I, I've talked about maybe doing a tabernacle plan again sometime in the near future. Uh, when you talk about the tabernacle plan, you you uh, first come to the brazen uh, altar where the sacrifice is given. Then you go to the brazen laver where the priest would wash. And then you would go into the holy place. Now, the holy place is where the Uh, table of showbread was, the golden table of showbread, I should say, and the golden altar of incense right before the veil, and on the left was the golden uh, candlestick, which was the only light source in the tabernacle. Then you would pass through the veil, which is very important because we know that behind the veil of flesh of Jesus Christ is God Almighty. That's right. So that's why on the Mount of Transfiguration, when his when his appearance changed, he he was letting down the flesh so they could see who he was. That's why Peter got all excited and said, "Woo, we better build us some about three tabernacles here." He wanted to get into a building program. But looking at this, we see that Jesus is passed into the heavens. Our high priest is gone into the holiest of all where the Shekinah glory shines, where there is the um, presence of almighty God. So our high priest, we have one. He's passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. And then it says, since we know that, let us hold fast our profession. Now, When I think about this, and I'd like to break words down, and what do we profess? Of course, many are going to say, well, we profess to be Christians. What does it mean to be a Christian? To be Christ-like. What does it mean to be Christ-like? You know, you're going to run into people that's going to keep digging until you run out of possible answers. What does it really mean when we say, hold fast our profession, what we profess to be? I'm a child of God. I've got to hold on to that in this day. I've got to know that everything the word of God says about a child of God, I have to be or become. That would be better way to say it, wouldn't it? We have to become. Everything we read about a child of God, we have to either be that or become that. Or maybe I should switch that around and say we ought to become that and then be that. <laughs> you see, we're living in a world that thinks that just because they profess something, it it is true or comes to pass. Um, you know, a lot of people and and not to get into politics, but there was a uh, a politician one time, and he would say off the wall stuff, and then it would come to pass. People would laugh, make fun of him, and and all sorts of stuff, and then all of a sudden it just come to pass. And then another politician said, "Well, if it worked for him, I'm going to do it," and he starts talking off the wall stuff, and none of it comes to pass. It falls flat. The reason I mention that is is because we can profess to be anything. We can profess to be a Christian. We can profess to be a child of God. We can profess that we are Christ-like. But the bottom line is we got to hold fast our profession. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to waver from it. I know that we're living in a world that is wavering from from what church really should be. Have you ever noticed how far people have drifted from real church? When I say real church, I mean church that is praise and worship unto the Lord. It becomes more about the preacher. It becomes more about the singing. It becomes more about the presentation. And there's nothing wrong with any of the things I just mentioned in the proper place or perspective but we have to keep Jesus in the right perspective. That's why we got to hold fast our profession. I profess him to be my healer. We got to hold on to that. We profess him to be our savior. We got to hold on to that. He doesn't just save us from sin. He saves us from trouble. Sometimes he saves us from danger. He saves us from destruction. You know, when, when, uh, When the devil came before the Lord, the Lord looked at him and said, Have you considered my servant Job? And and all of a sudden, uh, Satan just says, Well, I can't touch him. You've got a hedge around him. You see, Job professed. He professed that he served God. He professed the life that showed he served God. He didn't just say I'm a servant when the going got tough, he proved that's right. I'll tell you what, when you lose everything you've got and your family all in, in a short span of time, and you're still wanting to bow your head and say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If that is you, then you're holding fast to your profession Paul said, you know what? I've been beat. I've been left for dead. I've spent time in the deep. Remember when he got bit by that old viper that come out of the wood that they thrown throwing in the fire, and he just shook it off in the fire? He was holding fast his profession. Paul and Silas, midnight hour. They were strictly told, don't you preach in the name of Jesus. You see, people wouldn't have a problem with us apostolic Pentecostals if we'd just quit preaching about Jesus. Now, some people say, no, pastor, we don't want you to quit preaching about Jesus. We just don't want to live the, the you know standard of, of uh, lifestyle that you live or the standard of dress that you hold. Well, you see, we can profess a lot of things, but if we don't hold on to To it all, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. we got to hold on to it all. Because if we don't hold on to it all, we're holding on to nothing. We must profess, Jesus is my everything. He's my healer, my help, my hope, my protector. He's my deliverer. He's Alpha, Omega. We should never fear what this world is doing, and we should never want to be a part of what this world's doing, but we should say, I profess that the book, the Bible, is God's word for me. How many believes that tonight, that the word of God is God's word for you? And remember, a lot of people are making church something it shouldn't be. Um, you know, Paul, when he would go into uh, cities and and uh, get ready to visit other churches, he would write a letter to them. And sometimes the letter would be thanking them for, you know, providing for his journey or thank uh, the people for taking care of some of the ministries and, and other things. And then sometimes he'd send a letter and it was a rebuke. And uh, somebody once said, well, you know, if, uh, if Paul was alive today, the churches would be getting some letters. And, and it's true. We profess a lot of things, and a lot of people profess a lot of religion today. But look how far we've drifted. Has uh, And I'm not talking about Pipe Apostolic Church, and I'm not talking about Cornerstone. I'm not talking about most of the apostolic Pentecostal churches that are truly serving the Lord with all their mind, soul, heart, and strength. But just look at other um, religions, how far they have drifted away from Jesus. Used to you could preach Jesus and him crucified and people would come to the altar tears streaming down their face and they would want to get their sins under the blood. Now in order to get people to come we have to have coffee bars before service. Well, I'm again if your church has coffee bars then Praise the Lord for it. I like to drink coffee too. But I'm just saying, in order to get a crowd, we we forgot what drew the crowd. Have you ever noticed that it was Jesus that drew the multitudes? That's right. It was Jesus that drew the multitudes. It was the presence of the Lord that caused 3,000 souls to want to be saved on the day of Pentecost. So when we start thinking about revival, growth, whatever the Lord lets us do, we need to always remember, put the Lord first. If we put him first, all these other things will be added unto us. I would like to say that uh, when we start, running the race that's a good thing as we're running it's better to continue but you know what the best part of the race is the finish line the finish line that determines who made it and who didn't so i want to run this race according to the word of god we can change things to get people we can we could we could have a You know, a hot dog, free hot dog dinner every Sunday, and I guarantee there'd be people come. But when you cut the hot dogs off, they would quit coming too. You know why hot dogs are not Jesus? We got to learn why we are to preach Jesus and him crucified. Why we are to preach Jesus even in this century we're in. Because Jesus is the only name whereby we can be saved. Jesus is the only one who is our savior. And we can try a lot of gimmicks. Nothing wrong with, I'm going to say this, it's probably just going to level out with some people. We can try a lot of gimmicks. And I don't have a problem with gimmicks to get people in. But once they're in, you got to do something to get them to give their life to Jesus. Man can only eat so many hot dogs. Man can only eat so many, you know, turkey dinners or spaghetti dinners, but we never get full or tired of Jesus. Let us, be a church that holds fast our profession. I want to make sure that we're holding on to the doctrine. We got to know that the plan of salvation did not change and has not changed. It's still repent. It's still get baptized in Jesus name and it's still be filled with the Holy ghost that hasn't changed. But if we're not careful, we can drift from that and say, well, the most important part is getting people to come or getting a big name preacher to come in and people would want to flock to hear the name of the preacher. Whatever happened to us flocking to hear the name of the Lord? I feel the Holy Ghost in this. I hope you do too. You know, I just like to reassure us that that's what really uh, preaching and and teaching to a congregation on on Tuesday night or Wednesday night or whatever Bible study night people have, it's reassuring them, this is what the Bible says, this is what you're doing, keep on doing it. Because if we put the Lord first, everything else is going to work out. I, I would like to say that, uh, you know, we're going to try to do some things uh, When we start our Sunday school, we're going to do some things to try to get kids interested in coming. We're going to try to do some things to get some adults come. But those things are just to get them there. What is going to keep them is when we introduce Jesus to them. Well, I I want to uh, to, uh, kind of go through this just a little bit. And it says, we gotta hold fast our profession. And then it says let us, and this is verse number sixteen, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Let us, that's collectively. Wouldn't it be great if we show up on Sunday and everybody's on the same page? When the when uh you know uh, the introduction of the five minutes with Timothy. Everybody's ready for five minutes with Timothy. When we have our opening prayer, everybody's ready to pray. You know, we done got all of our our uh, preliminaries out of the way. We done got all of our uh, things that we were thinking about of the morning when we was on our way to church. We got that out of the way. We're not thinking about dinner afterwards. We're not thinking about what we're going to do afterwards. We just all show up with the same desire, holding on to our profession, and let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Wouldn't it be great if we all just showed up and said, let's just go to the throne of grace? Oh, that's some good stuff right there, church. Let's just go to the throne of grace. Maybe I'll start mentioning it that way when I open up and we get ready to start service, let us go to the throne of grace. Amen. And if we could all praise the Lord at the same time, worship him together, be unified in spirit, be unified in our praise and worship. I really believe if we lift him up, what did he say? He said, if we lift him up, and of course that was talking about his crucifixion and, and things, but we can also look at it, at it this way. If we lift him up, he will draw all men. If we lift him up, let us lift him up. I guarantee if we start lifting him up in unison and together, people's going to be drawn to the Lord. We won't worry about a baby crying. We won't worry about maybe someone making a little noise in the sanctuary. We won't worry about none of that. But if we start lifting up the Lord, let us lift him up. He will draw all men unto him. That's how you have revival. Lift up the name of Jesus. I was thinking of a song just the other day. might have been earlier today. I can't really remember, but it's... uh. Let us lift up the name, lift up the name. Raise that banner high, high as we proclaim. He is king of kings. He is Lord of lords. Something, something, something. Something, something, something. But let us lift up that name. Let us lift up that name. That even sounds powerful. Let us Lift up that name. Could we all just lift up that name right now? Lord, we come before your presence. We lift up your name, the name that's above every name, the name that has the power to break bondages and yokes and hindrances. And, Lord, I just pray that you would move in a mighty way, that, Lord, as we lift you up, that you will start drawing all men unto you. Let Pitho Apostolic Church be filled with people that want to lift you up, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. That felt good. But you know what? Uh, sometimes if we're not careful, we want to lift people up. We want to lift a preacher up. We want to lift a singer up. We want to lift musicians up. And uh, if we're not careful, we find ourselves starting to drift, as as I was saying prior to uh, this last little bit of discussion, we start drifting from what church really is. Church is all about Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no church. Without Jesus, Paul and Silas are just two prisoners in a jail cell. Without Jesus, Paul's just another person building a fire on the on the banks of the ocean, on the beach, if you will. And got bit by a serpent. Without Jesus, Zacchaeus is just another little man in a tree. Tree climber. (laughs) Without Jesus, where would we be? Where would you be right now without Jesus? Have you ever really thought about that? The one decision that you made to serve Jesus changed your future and your path completely. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? That you can make one decision and it forever changes your life. I was talking to a pastor's wife just the other day, and we were just kind of in discussion of, of uh, you know, back in the day and how people met and, and all of that. And she said, you know what? Said, I, I used to date a man before I met my husband. I used to date a man and. I really thought we would get married and said, uh, we was really serious, but then she said it didn't work out. And, uh, this man became a drunkard. He was violent, all these things. So she dodged a bullet there, if you will, when she married the person she married. See, um, if we're we're not careful, I I guess I said that to kind of get us into the understanding. She said that one decision would have changed my life forever. If I had chose to marry the person that became a drunk and became abusive, my life would be completely different. And I thought about that, and I thought, well, look how different your life is now because of that one decision you made. Think about the one decision that we made to serve Jesus. When I think about that, I think about if I had not gone to the altar that night, where would I be? If I hadn't stayed dedicated to church attendance, Where would I be? Oh, where would I be? Oh, where would I be? Tell you where we'd be in trouble. I think that sometimes we forget that one decision to serve Jesus changed the trajectory of our life forever. And we now lift up that name because we want others to, to make that same decision. We want our children to make that decision. We want our grandchildren to make that decision. We want our coworkers, friends, relatives, acquaintances, strangers, but they'll never make that decision. If we let us lift up Jesus, they'll never make that decision. They'll never see Jesus lifted up in your life. If you're, Always going through life like you don't have Jesus. I think life without Jesus would be a sad life, so we should be a happy people. Let us make a joyful noise. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Also, I understand that there's times that we're tired and wore out. That that happens to all of us. I said it Sunday I'm wore out you know i'm I'm wore out every Sunday, but you know what I still want to lift up that name I still want to come together with you precious people at Pikeville and lift up the name of Jesus so that others can see that he's lifted up in our life that we are holding on to our profession. let us hold fast our profession. You know, when Jesus was led up in the spirit um, in the wilderness, I guess I'll bring this up here so you can kind of read along. That would be a little bit easier for you. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after afterward a-hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's a pretty good way to hold your profession. I'm not just living by one scripture. I'm not just living by Acts 2.38. I know some people. Praise God, if you ain't preaching Acts 2.38 every time you open your mouth, you ain't no preacher. I know preachers thinks that. I know people that thinks that. But you know what? There's a whole lot in the word. We are to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Acts 2.38, I believe, proceeded from God. I believe it. I'm holding on to that profession. There's also love your neighbor. Yep. Hold on to that. Also, you know, we are to treat others how how we want to be treated. You know, uh, I think there's just so many things in the word of God that if we're not careful, we'll just pick and choose one or two and make a religion of it and that's why a lot of people have done, you know, they say, well, all the Bible says we just call on the name of the Lord and we'll be saved. So what do people do? They wait till their last dying breath and then say, "Well, I'm going to call on the Lord right now." Doesn't work that way because you have to take every word, not just one chapter, one verse, one book. I had one person tell me one time, "Oh, I don't even read the Old Testament. That's that's the Old Testament. I only thing I've got is a New Testament Bible. And I said, well, you don't have a Bible. He said, what well, do you mean I don't have a Bible? I It says right on it right here, New Testament. I said, yeah, you got the New Testament. But you don't have the Bible because the Bible is Old and New Testament. And if we don't take all the word. We'll never know why we need to lift up Jesus in a lost and dying world. Read the Old Testament. There was times when when they would lift up the Lord in battle and they would win their battles. Then there was times that they rebelled and sinned against the Lord and suffered defeat. What's going to happen to us? Same thing. Let us lift up that name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. How's this world going to ever see what they need to do if they don't see us do it? I'm going to say that again. I'll close with this. How is this world ever going to see what they need to do if they don't see us doing it? Let us live it. Let us not get wrapped up in the world and the popularity and compromise on things. I've heard even people say foolish things like, well, there's only one sin that you can't be forgiven of, and that's blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Well, that's true. But the Bible also warns us against willful sinning because pretty soon willful sin, you get a hardened heart, you become a reprobate. You're untouchable. Nothing convicts you anymore. Nothing condemns you anymore. I know a lot of people like that. I I can preach to a lot of people, different states, different churches, different areas. And I see some people just sitting there untouched by the word of God. What are you saying? Are they reprobates? I don't know. All I know is they're unfazed when I mention the name of Jesus. Let us hold fast our profession. Let us boldly approach the throne of grace. I need mercy. You need mercy. But you know what we, let us, need to do? We need to lift up that name. work In our homes, if we profess one thing on Sunday when we're singing, hold fast. Let us hold fast our profession. Well, I want to uh, close with this. I believe that uh, you are holding on. I believe that there's things that you're trying your best to lift up that name before your family so they can see what they need to do. I want people to be able to see the path to Jesus. Jesus. People are trying to get out of their mess. They're trying to get out of their sin. They're miserable. They're tormented. And they're trying to find the road out of their mess. That's where we come in. Let us be the light. Let us lift up Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the study tonight. I pray it's been a blessing to each and every one. I pray, Lord, that we have realized that we have to, in unison, together, unified in such a great way that we will lift up your name, lift you up, praise you, worship you, honor you, no matter where we are and what we're doing. Lord, let Piteful Apostolic Church always be a church that lifts you up. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, did you know that Jesus faced every temptation that you and I face, but he did not yield? The best way to hold on to our profession and to show others that we are truly, really, genuinely serving Jesus is when temptation comes along, to not yield to the temptation, but yield to Jesus. Yield to Jesus. Um, with that said, I want I hope to see everybody um, Sunday. I uh, hope to see all of our folks that's been sick back in the house of the Lord. Um, we'll have a new keyboard. And uh, so we're going to make some new music and we're going to sing, we're going to worship, we're going to praise, we're going to thank the Lord that we have the money, that when something broke down that we was able to replace it. That's right. God has been good to for Apostolic Church. We're out of debt. Oh, the Lord's been good, ain't he? Well, we hope to see everybody on Sunday, everybody have a good part of the rest of your evening, because we got to get out of here too. We love everybody. Appreciate everybody. Everybody have a great night.